Hello, my name is Miguel Chavez. I am on NBC's Peacock AP Bio, and I play Eduardo on the show, and I'm in the Man Cave Chronicles with Elias. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, Adrian. I did it. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Miguel, welcome to the cave. Thank you so much, Elias. I am happy to be in the cave. How are you, man? What's new with you? You know what? It's uh, It's been hectic with this quarantine. And I think the question we got to ask ourselves is uh, how we handle it. Nothing's really new, my friend. It's more of just right now I'm back with my folks because of the pandemic. And I just want to be a good son, you know, help around the house, exercise, keep my sanity. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I unfortunately had to work through through the whole thing on the side and you know and yeah. you know I have two kids you know life oh, and stuff so for me it's like yeah. it's a little difficult you can say that you know oh, totally. you know you can't you can't do anything yeah I know it's crazy how are your kids handling it is it tougher as well, a dad because they're in you know the house and well my daughter's doing remote kindergarten which that's crazy know, you know that's a little crazy for me and uh, my son is only three years old so he doesn't really get it <laughs> so which is good in a way. Yeah. What are your kids' names? Uh, Olivia and PJ, Peter John. Oh, that's awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what else have you been doing during this whole quarantine? Uh, you've been writing and stuff like that, too? You know, I'll be honest with you. This uh, quarantine has been more about fitness. So, you know, I built the gym in my garage with my old man. Uh, I split it with them. We both spent some money. We got a squat rack in there, some dumbbells. So that's been pretty much the theme of this quarantine is just getting my fitness in a better place. So just been lifting weights. Uh, creatively, it's more just keeping my acting muscles intact. So I'll just get a monologue from a movie I like, and I'll just do a monologue, you know, my garage or in my room just to uh, keep those acting muscles going. So that's that's what I'm doing, I guess, more creatively and responsibly just to keep myself intact in the areas in the, in, of my life that matter to me. I hope that answers yeah. your question. Do you been doing a lot of self-taping also? You know what? I'm happy to say it's starting to come back now. Yeah, so these past two weeks, auditions are picking back up. So self-tapes are coming back, fortunately. Thank you for asking. <laughs> so, man, you've been busy, man. You've been, uh, the listeners have seen you on AP Bio, as yeah. Eduardo, and a uh, that streams on <laughs> yeah. NBC Peacock, and we'll talk yes, about that. Yeah, man. Let's get to know a little bit more about you, man. Where are you originally from? You know, I'm a California native. I was born in downtown LA, but my folks moved us out to Rancho Cucamonga. It's in the outskirts of, uh, of Los Angeles. It's a very suburban neighborhood. We're like out in the desert, and that's where I grew up, man. I went to Los Osos High School, and after high school, I went to uh, Woodbury University in Burbank, and I got to be a fame filmmaking. Oh, wow. So growing up, like, uh, what were you into? Uh, you know what? Uh, I was a band geek growing up. You know, my folks would take me to the movies every weekend, literally every weekend. That's where I went. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. In high school, I was a drama geek. And even throughout middle school to high school, I'd do a mixture of theater, of community theater, high school theater. And then eventually, when I, since I got in my early 20s, was pursuing this career professionally. How old were you when you kind of had an idea that's what you wanted to do? 13. Wow. You just right there. Was there like a certain movie or something you oh, watched man. and you were I, like, I, I hope you what like I want to do? Story. 
Elijah, I hope you like it, bro. I was uh, I was in a Costco, and I literally just decided I'm not going to be a pro skateboarder anymore. Like a couple months ago, I was wondering, what am I going to do? And I'm at a Costco, and I'm walking in the book area, and I see this Vanity Fair cover of Harrison Ford and Shia LaBeouf for the new Indiana Jones movie at the time, and I was like, I'm going to be an actor. So I don't know if that level of ego arrogance uh, got me there, sure, but um, but that was that was initially what happened. But in truth, uh, besides that, I, I started taking acting classes, and man, it was the first thing in my life where I felt like I'm good at something, and it makes me feel good about myself. And that was at 13. Yes, sir. So when you when you told your parents this is what you want to do, what was the reaction? The reaction was uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they didn't care and, and i respect that you know but and they also were like just let's see where this goes for our kid because i you know i, I think when you, when any kid tells their parents they want to be an actor they're gonna get scared and that's totally totally understand but i'd be scared too for my kid if he wanted to be an actor and um, so they just let it see where it goes for me and fortunately very fortunately and very gratefully i have a career mm-hmm. How would you, uh, so when you started taking acting lessons, man, how would you describe those? What was like the best feeling about taking those classes? I'll tell you what, the best feeling um, about taking those classes was when I connected with a, another human being and it was, that, that was it, you know, and I think instinctively I understood that when I was 13 years old and that's the best feeling when I connect with another human being and we're just playing. I, acting is make-believe and what are kids great at make-believe? So that's, uh, that's what it is, man. So when I was doing a research on you, I noticed that you uh, you enrolled at stunt school also. Were you like debating yeah. which which route you want uh, route you wanted to go into? You know, I'll, I'll tell you what it was uh, with uh, stunts. The stunt coordinator, I mean, I'm sorry, the stunt coach at the school I went to was my stunt coordinator, my thesis film, and we hit it off great. Uh, this guy, his name's Jack Huang. He uh, Taiwanese stunt man, and this is the craziest cat you'll ever meet this dude's uh and i don't have anything against it he's a republican man that uh, has crazy political views but he's a crazy amazing stunt teacher and he says politically correct things and uh yeah that's my stunt coach and i uh told him hey i want to attend your school i go to this school and i never really debated whether i didn't want to be an actor anymore it was more like at the time i was really early in my career and it was something that I thought I just thought would enrich my life. And I get to hang out with my old stunt coordinator, who I think is crazy and awesome. And now it's something that I have under my belt. It's a tool that I have as an actor. Uh, before I started working professionally, I, I did do stunt work for a bit, non-union stunt work. And I really enjoyed it. You know, it was something more that I just wanted to enrich my life rather than make it something that's really professional in my life. Would you be interested in doing your own stunts in the future? Oh, yeah. If they, if they let you. Yeah, if they let me, I wouldn't mind doing it. Uh, on the show, they they know on AP Bio that I specialize in fight choreography at my stunt school. So on the first season I was cast, and I was cast in season two, I did my own samurai t- work for this like Whitlock Scott Talent episode. And then for season three, I was supposed to do some bit of martial arts, but uh, unfortunately COVID happened and we didn't get to shoot that episode. But we shot most of the season, so the fans are getting 80% of the season. Yeah, man, let's talk about AP Bio, man. How exciting Please. has this ride been for you? You know what, Elias? It's been a whole mixture of feelings. Excitement is one of them. Also, fear, insecurity. You know, I was a tour guide when I got the show. So I was working at Paramount Pictures as a page. I was giving tours. Um, I auditioned. I get the show. Once I got the show, it was like, whoa, 
what? I'm going to leave this uh, job to be on a TV show. And I gave my two weeks at Paramount. And um, so when I gave my two weeks, I was giving tours and working on the show at the same time. So weekdays was tour was sorry. Weekdays was the show. Weekends was the tours. And I was just excited to be on set. I was nervous. I was also insecure. I wanted everyone to like me. It was my first, this was like, it was like my first big job. And I just, uh, you know, so a lot of emotions uh, I was dealing with. Uh, and I'll tell you what though, the thing that stuck me through it all was just excitement just to do good by my character and just to be a, hopefully be a good actor and make sure that the rise and the directors get what they want every episode from me. Tell us about your audition. I want to hear about that. Yeah. Um, I auditioned through Wendy O'Brien casting and I wanted on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I, I looked up the show beforehand, did my research and I thought to myself, Hey, I could uh, see myself on the show. You know, I fit the look for better and for worse. I, I hope for better though. And I go in for the audition. I understood the humor. I'll give myself that did a couple of different takes and the casting director really liked it. You know, I felt good about it. And then I let it go. You know, I've done so many auditions, Elias, that I just uh, let it go. I try to forget about it. I go get myself an ice cream. I, just, I treat myself afterwards. A couple of days later, I get a note from my reps that I'm strongly pinned for the role. And for your viewers that don't know what that means, strongly pinned means that you're the number one choice for the role. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I'm having, I'm excited. I'm nervous. What if I don't get it? Like, you know, everything's on the line. And then I find out on the Thursday of that week of my audition that they want to offer me the role. My reps call me to congratulate me. And on Friday of that week, I go to my first table read as an actor. And for your guests, I don't know what that is. Simply put, there's a long table with the cast there reading the script. And in front of us are the writers and the network executives uh, listening to us. And the writers listen to us. That way uh, they could hear if the jokes are landing. So that's the whole genesis of me uh, getting the part of Eduardo. And I hope, I hope that answers your question. Oh, yeah. So how would you describe your, your character? You know, my character, I would describe him as an exaggerated version of me in high school, just like Eduardo. I was really shy in high school. I was very socially awkward. And man, did I want a girlfriend, bro. <laughs> I, <really, laughs> I think we all did. <laughs> we all did, man. Yeah, I wanted a girlfriend so bad. But I will give Eduardo this. He was much more courageous than me in high school because he would, Eduardo would do anything to see if he can get the girlfriend, man. Uh, on season three, he tries on a bra so that he can get better at unclipping bras, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't that creative as Eduardo with the ladies, so I'll give him that. But he's an exaggerated version of myself in high school, you know? And the thing is, we're also both very sweet guys, you know? We, we're really loyal to our friends and we wanna be there for them. Did you find any challenges playing the character or did you find it easy? You know what, I found it, it, it gets easier once you, uh, keep on working. So once you do, you know, I'm on the show for two seasons. So by the third season, yeah, you know, it felt much easier, but what, what is hard for Eduardo is allowing myself to be that level of dorkiness at times. Cause my ego wants to get in the way, man. My ego's like, nah, Miguel, you're not like that anymore. You're, you're this guy now. And I have to humble myself and say, Hey, you got to honor Eduardo. You got to make sure he, he stays a sweet, innocent kid. Cause that's what he is. And that's what the fans want to see. How do you, do you find it uh, like, how is it like, you know, you're, how old are you now? You're in your 20s and you're, you're portraying a high school student. How does that feel? Yeah, it feels great because I get work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get I get work, Elias. And uh, it's fine with me because I think, uh, 
you don't have hindsight when you're in your teens and you know how it is. Once you get hindsight, you understand people, you understand people better that are younger than you and you understand them better than they understand themselves. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And to be Absolutely. honest, I wish I could go back to my, I don't know if I would want to go back to my teens. I would say in my twenties, yeah. I don't know if yeah. I want to do teens again. Yeah. I'm sure if, if I was, I'm sure you're just a slight, slightly bit older than me, Elias. I would do the same thing. I'd go back to my twenties, you know, maybe the twenties. That's where the fun starts too anyway. Yeah. So, so you started season two. How was it like just jumping into a cast that's already worked together? Nerve wracking. I was yeah. very nervous. Yeah. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I was very nervous. I just wanted, uh, I wanted them like me, you know, and I don't have any shame saying that I don't blame myself. You know, it's my first, it's your, your think about it. You're an actor. You've done a lot of auditions. You get on the show, you want to do a good job, but you also want to just have a great time with your cast and crew. So I was very nervous. I wanted them to like me. I wanted to, uh, you know, gel with the cast. And fortunately, uh, they were very friendly. Yeah. Good then. Thank you. Did you get any, any advice from the cast when you first jumped in? Did I get any advice from the cast? Uh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> no? No. They were all very nice and professional. I'm sure if I asked for advice, I would have gotten some. But I'll tell you what, I mean, as an actor, I, I prepared a lot. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? If, if you want to, that's fine. It's no worries. Yeah, uh, I'll try not to, but I was about to swear, but I held back. Uh, you know, but I, I prepared a lot, though. You know, I think, you know, it's a job. And what people need to realize about what I'm doing is it's a job. Like, you know, fortunately I have a very great job, but nonetheless it's a job. So that always anchors me with my nerves. And when I do that, boom, whatever happens, I'm going to get the job done and on my lines. And I'm just there for the director and the writers of that episode, just to make sure we really get the most out of the scene. I mean, the show's, the show's a hit and it's huge on Thank the you. streaming and the, and the it platform is, yeah. now. Yeah, it is. So like for your character, what do you love the most about this character? I love how ridiculous he is. I mean, he's willing to try on a bra, like I said. So for your fans, if they want to see that, uh, you get to see two uh, teenagers try on bra so they can get better with girls. So he's, what he's willing to do uh, to uh, get what he wants, I think, is what I love because it just gives me stuff to work with as an actor. Uh, the writers write really funny scenes for me and my best friend in the show. Victor and that's the best part because we get to do these outrageous scenes and it's that that's always the best day on set when I get to do episodes like that you go through a lot of outtakes because the show's so funny I'll tell you what though to be honest season three for some reason I kept on breaking character a lot can happen season two I think probably because I'm looser season three you know I'm in the show I'm not so worried anymore I'm not so nervous but man season three once Eddie Levy he is uh he plays he, he plays um um, the name on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, he's the actor that's in front of me in the classroom. And he kept on saying this one line that was funny, but it wasn't one of the funnier lines. And I kept on breaking character and they had to move the camera slightly away from me and push in more on my coaster. That way they, people don't see me laughing. So that's a little story for your fans. Uh, but yeah, man, it, this season, for some reason, I just started laughing more. I was breaking character a lot more. So between, between season two and season three, is there like a favorite scene that sticks out the most that you always want to tell people about? Like, this was my favorite scene and why? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I think for me, my favorite scene was in season two. And my character and his best friend are trying to pick up girls. And I have this script in the show. My character writes a script that I recite to every character. 
that was probably my favorite episode because I, re I recite just some really dumb stuff like, hey, I think you're pretty. Let's go out. And I just it's it was it was like Spock trying to hit on girls. That's, that's <laughs> what my character was if for visual reference. And that was fun because I was also on my feet and we shoot for hours in the classroom. And you can imagine how uh, tough that is to be sitting down all day. So when I'm on my feet doing dumb, funny lines like that. I'm happy. <laughs> the writers ever come up to you and ask you for input in your character like what do you think about this scene or a certain thing that your character will do yeah you know for whitlock's got talent uh the writers asked me hey Miguel, do you have any talent do you and i'm like yeah sure i can do stunts so i guess in that way they do and then uh yeah so sometimes before a scene like the kissing scene they'll ask for my character's opinion and i'll be like yeah i think he would try that because he wants to get a girlfriend that bad so like by kissing scene i mean the, the episode where i kiss my best friend's hand so i practice making out with girls just for context. Yeah. Any word on season four yet? Have you heard anything? You know what, my friend? Uh, no, I have not heard anything. But, you know, I think the numbers are good online. Like you said, this show kicks ass online. So I hope for the best. And whatever happens, I'm grateful for the experience. How many episodes is per season right now? Per season, uh, guests get around usually nine to 13 episodes. Uh, the first two seasons, you're going to get a full season. Season three, we we provide uh, the fans with eight episodes on Peacock. And now, uh, is there a, we mentioned self-tape earlier. I want to talk a little more about your career and stuff like that. Please. Uh, what do you enjoy more, self-tape or auditioning in front of people? That's a great question. And I think... Uh, I think I'm leaning towards self-tape just because I'm so used to them, but both both excite me. I'm that weird actor that wants to get excited by both. A lot of actors hate auditions. I get it. I honestly think that auditions are uh, a botched form of acting because you're supposed to act and do your job with really uh, crazy circumstances, if that makes sense. And uh, I like both. I like both. They both have their uh, pros and cons. You mentioned earlier you've been practicing acting now with the whole quarantine. Like, so what do you do to try to improve your acting skills? You know what? Um, I just do monologues. So yeah. I'll get a monologue. And right now I'm doing a monologue from Magnolia. I'm sure you've seen the movie, heard of it. And uh, I'm doing Tom Cruise's monologue where he talks to his uh, dying dad. So really like stuff, right? Um, um, but um, the thing about the monologue is it's funny because you do something simple and it reminds you what it just doing simple things to remind you what you need to uh, uh, always remember as an actor. So, I mean, I had this epiphany doing this monologue. I was like, Hey, remember Miguel, when you're acting, you're not trying to give a good performance, forget about giving a good performance, just be in the moment of what that character is going through. And by proxy, the good performance comes. Yeah. Do you record yourself while you're doing this too? So you can watch I started it after? To, I started to, I started to, I, I don't like it. Cause it's, it's hard. I, I don't want to see myself in front of the camera, but I, I barely started doing that a couple of days ago. Yeah. What's your dream role? You have a dream role you want to play someday? You know what, Eliza, the answer I've been giving to people is I just want to let my career blossom in front of me. You get rejected so much in this industry that uh, having a dream role is great. And there are certainly genres I'd like to explore. But in terms of a dream role, uh, no, I, I just want to let my career blossom in front of me. And I just want to keep on playing roles that satisfy me and that I, I just pray to God that I work with lovely people on set, man. You mentioned rejection. How do you deal with that when you don't get a certain part that you're like very excited for? Oh, you know what? I just assume I'm not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. I guess no. that's a good way to put it. 
You know, it, it, it sounds a little sad, but you know what? Uh, with my last audition I did, I told myself, there, I can't escape the fact that I, that I care. I, I care, you know? I yeah. just choose to think about what do I care about? So do I get the job? Okay, I can't control that. But I care about my work. Did I feel like I did a good job um, or a great job? I feel like I really honored what I think this audition sides with this audition text requires of me and do my reps like it you know and do they feel like hey we, we really gave a good um sample of your work to uh the production to the casting director and if we do that that's all that matters um you gotta let it blossom in front of you you know my career did not turn out the way i thought it was going to man i if you would have told me i was gonna go to stunt school and film school i would have thought you're crazy and that didn't happen for me but i'm still working so I think it's a matter of blossoming and what, what's right, what, what's meant for me will, will come to me. That's, that's the belief I have. So when you're, I know you mentioned, you know, you've been working out stuff like that. I need downtime when you're not working. What else do you enjoy doing? You know what, man, uh, my little brother wants to play Dungeons and Dragons. And I played a couple of years ago when my little bro, he's 20, I'm um, 26. When he said he wanted to play, I was like, hell yeah, my bro wants to play a D&D. We're going to do that. So we've been playing Dungeons and Dragons with a couple of our buddies that have been uh, quarantined quarantining responsibly so just nerding out playing D D. that's been uh, another thing i've been doing any any other um upcoming projects that you had you had done before uh covid that you could talk about you know unfortunately what i did before covid was ap bio and it was one of those things where deep down i was like hey you know what i think rather than book x y or z i just want to do another season of a show and fortunately, I got to do most of a season of a show before COVID happened. So uh, I'm just grateful that I got to bust out almost a season of a TV show before, you know, this whole pandemic happened. I hope that answers your question. Speaking of the pandemic and everything, what uh, what shows you've been binging since you've kind of been stuck in a place? Oh, man, I've binged so many shows. I binged Community. Have you seen Community? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your favorite character? Do you have one by any chance? I don't know, man. It's like that was one of those shows where, like, I would watch and I would stop watching, and I would just, yeah, I would go back to it when I could. There's certain mm. TV shows I do that. I just let it build up, and then I go back watch a sure. few episodes. So sure. I don't, I really don't have a favorite character. You know what? I don't really have one either. <laughs> but I just wanted to hear <laughs> yeah. your thoughts on that show. Yeah, I, I did watch Community, and I, oh, I uh, watched True Detective again. Have you seen True Detective season one? Season one's the best season, yes. Dude, oh my God. Dude, McConaughey and Harrelson, they're, oh, I mean, I'll tell you what, if I was a Nick Pizzolatto detective, I would be flipping balls right now. You know, that'd be cool. Um, but uh, that show, my little brother wanted to watch it. And I was like, he's watching Cherry Time, I'm going to watch it with him. So we saw that again, and he was blown away by the dialogue. Dude, how, how great is the dialogue in that show, man? And, and did you watch the season two and season three? I saw season three. I didn't watch season two, but I yeah. want to watch it just out of loyalty to Nick Pizzolatto. Yeah. Like a lot of people were upset with season two, but I don't know. I mean, I liked, I didn't love it, but I liked it. That's what I felt like. His worst work is like normal work with everyone else. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it's when he does what he's good at, which is these two men with issues you know, because he's great at writing men characters. Nothing wrong with that. That's just what that's what his strength is. Uh, you know, you see his writing shine. So people want to see anyway. That's why he brought that back in season three with Mahershala Lee being a killer detective. We're talking about a different show. I apologize to your fans. I'm just geeking out with you. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Miguel, yeah. uh, how can the listeners uh, find you on uh, social media? You know what? They can find me at Miguel Chavez himself. 
Uh, I do not do any cute little spellings for that. It's Miguel Chavez himself on Instagram and uh, Miguelito forever on uh, Twitter. And if you don't mind, uh, I'll send you my handles. That way they don't spell them incorrectly if they're worried about that. <laughs> Miguel, yeah. this was fun. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I'll be a big that's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, the MCCPodcast.com. Until next time.